0: Hey, listeners, we have a very rare opening for an associate sound designer mixer here at DeFacto Sound. That's my sound design studio and the studio behind 20,000 hertz. To learn more, visit jobs.defactosound.com. This application window closes on May 22nd. Now, on to the show. <coughs> ia BDG. the tip of the tongue and the lips and the teeth oh well i my phone <laughs> <clears throat> okay you're listening to 20000 hertz i'm dallas taylor but oh, hold on let's do that one more time you're listening to 20000 hertz i'm dallas taylor there we go Since I've been making this very podcast, I've had to start thinking about something I have never thought about in my entire life, my own voice. Every episode tells the story of people who study and design the way our world sounds. But getting really meta here, it's my voice communicating these stories. And it's super weird and I hate my voice just as much as you do. And it's not like I've ever considered myself a vocalist of any sort. But there was this one time last winter where I completely lost my voice, but I had to record an episode. I had no idea what to do. So, as you do, I posed the question to Twitter asking for advice and was completely blown away when one of my childhood heroes responded.
1: And we were recording.
0: This is Harry Shearer. You might not know his name, but you've definitely heard him. He was a cast member on Saturday Night Live, he was Derek Smalls in the movie Spinal Tap, and he's the voice of many characters on The Simpsons.
1: Oakley-dowkley. I said steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. Is it wrong to cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? Yes, sir. Is it wrong if I cheat? No, sir.
0: In addition to acting and voice acting, he's also been on the radio for decades.
1: Well, that's where I started. That's where I've had a foothold for coming on 35 years now as a so-called grown-up. So I've probably been more of a regular presence on radio than any other medium.
0: So this is someone who knows how to use his voice. And after he responded to my tweet with a recipe for a throat-soothing drink, I figured, why not take this moment and set up an interview and see what else I could learn from a voice master?
1: There's a world of effects you can create with the voice and with these tools that we have that can both spellbind a listener and take a listener into a world of imagination that visual kind of overwhelms and wipes out. And you can spend literally millions of dollars of CGI work trying to create an effect that the listener's imagination can create very easily just with a sound and a few words.
0: All we need is our voice to tell a story, and sound can elevate that to another level. But there are so many nuances that make our voice engaging. This can take years to master, and our voice is very fragile. So, it's incredibly important to find ways to protect it.
1: My wife is a singer, and her dad was an opera singer, and she taught me his warm ups. The most tired my voice gets is doing what we're doing right now, talking in some version of my <laughs> actual voice. So I always warm up before that, certainly, if I'm going to do Simpsons or stuff for my radio show, she just you know taught me that's the essential thing is to warm up, and it's about a ten minute routine. And then uh, she also taught me, I think, what I suggested to you, which is apple cider, vinegar, honey, and hot water. And then someone else added, and I sometimes will do this as well, some garlic and uh, lemon juice to the preceding ingredients.
0: Are there certain voices that are more difficult or
1: strenuous? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The decision as to how a character sounded To call it a decision is to dignify it unsuitably because it was basically just a sort of a stab, an intuitive leap, I'll call it, if I want to dignify it at all. In the beginning of the show, I don't know about anybody else in the cast, but I know I didn't see any drawings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I saw was script and uh, like a one-sentence description of the character. So it's really just, I think he sounds like this. And if... You had told me then, you're going to be doing this voice for 30 years. There are several voices I would have changed how they were done. Otto. My old man said I was wasting my time and I'd never amount to anything. (laughs) mm. Even more particularly, a character that they mercifully finally killed off, Dr. Marvin Monroe, who sometimes reappears magically from the dead on a Halloween show. If you had been paying attention, perhaps you would have noticed that your family sees you as a rather stern authority figure, an ogre, if you will. Marvin Monroe was designed to be as grating as humanly possible. He was a family counselor who was supposed to, you know, have a benevolent kind of reassuring bedside manner. But I think it was written into the description that he had just this horrible voice that was grating and totally went against the grain of the effect he was supposed to have on people. So that's what I did, but I mean, it was not good on the chords. And Otto, I will say this, we do that at the end of every session. You know, I can deal with your problem, or I can rock out, but I cannot do both.
0: Establishing a warm-up routine and having a concoction to clean out your pipes are great first steps to vocal health. But wading into this world of using my voice professionally, I've realized there's so much more than just voice health. There's breathing, there's phrasing, and of course, there's the pronunciation of words, or what's better known as diction.
1: I haven't heard the word diction used in public in so many years because people seem to have forgotten about it. Yeah, I mean, listen to the way people talk. I never thought of myself as a dialectician. And if you listen to some of my accents on The Simpsons, you'd agree with me. But it's just my observation of what I've seen tend to emphasize pronunciation as a key to an accent or a dialect.
0: When doing an accent, Harry says it's actually inflection that can make it believable, instead of the
1: diction. You've learned the inflection of the way your parents talk before you knew what they meant. You don't make a mistake with that. And so a musical ear will clue you into the music that each accent encodes, and you can make dozens of mistakes with pronunciation and still sound like you're doing the accent. I'm going to be totally honest. It's
0: hard to use your voice to its full potential. And it's something we're all born with. But it's also something we rarely think about. And zooming out a little, that's true about sound in general. Sound often takes a backseat to the other senses, even though it can really shape our experiences.
1: If you're doing a film, sound is the guy at the bottom of the food chain. The actors have been called to the set. Lights have been set. And you hear this all the time. Oh, waiting on sound. <laughs> it's the last guy who has to sort of finally gets his two cents in and it's, oh, this isn't right. I got to fix something. Oh,
0: waiting on sound. Harry says he made a low-budget film about 20 years ago, and his understanding of sound is what made it possible.
1: When you're working low-budget, you really have to be inventive with everything, but I learned you can almost trick people into thinking they saw something if you use sound correctly and combined with a couple other things. So effects that you just can't afford to do, you can almost be sure that people will think they've seen that effect in your film if you use sound properly with, as I say, a couple other treatments through sound alone you can trick the mind into
0: thinking it saw something and harry says that makes sound a subversive effect
1: it's so powerful in all sorts of ways in mood coloring how you perceive something and this is a golden age as far as i'm concerned in terms of what is now being made available in terms of tools to play with sound
0: sound is powerful And we're all born with this little built-in sound box. This whole podcasting experience got me thinking that I need to learn how to use this tool better. So I went searching for someone who could help. That and some pretty embarrassing sounds coming from my voice. After the break. Another day is here
2: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos,
0: Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode's Mystery Sound is sponsored by Sonos, the wireless sound system for brilliant sound anywhere. Here's the Mystery Sound. It again, if you think you know that sound, tell us at the web address mystery.20k.org, and if you get it right, you'll be entered to win a super soft twenty thousand hertz T-shirt. And thanks again to Sonos. Shop the latest speakers and soundbars at Sonos.com now. When I think about hiring, it just seems like it's more work, more stress, and more pressure. But here's how Indeed takes away all that worry. Indeed is the world's number one matching and hiring platform with over 350 million visitors every month. Indeed cuts out the work of hiring with smart AI technology that helps you find the right candidate quickly. It takes the stress out of the process with scheduling, screening, and messaging all in one place. So you know exactly what you're up to in the hiring process because Indeed keeps track of everything for you. Then Indeed relieves the pressure of choosing the right person. That's because their skill tests give you the confidence that you've got the right candidate. So now when you think of hiring, don't think of all those negatives. Just think of Indeed. To try Indeed for yourself, with a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility, visit Indeed.com Hertz. Just go to Indeed.com Hertz right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com Hertz. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NetSuite has simple solutions for complicated business problems. For example, let's say you open a bakery. Before long, your hotcakes are selling like, well, hotcakes, but you keep running out of ingredients. No problem, because not only can NetSuite automate your purchasing so you're never out of stock, but it can also check that your staff have the right training to make those hotcakes to perfection. NetSuite can even handle online orders so your hotcakes can really take off. Having one system handling all of this saves both time and money. And if there's two things we all want more of, it's time and money. Okay, so three things if you include hotcakes. That's probably why more than 37,000 businesses have already signed up for NetSuite by Oracle. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com 20K now to take advantage of this offer. That's netsuite.com two zero K. NetSuite.com slash 20K. One really fast way to learn how to use your voice professionally is to start a podcast and figure it out as you go. That's what I did. But last year, I started thinking, maybe I should ask a professional to teach me some tricks. So I emailed Jessica Hansen.
2: I am the in-house voice coach at NPR. I'm also the voice of NPR Funding Credits.
0: In case you're not familiar with NPR Funding Credits, here's some of Jessica's work.
2: Support for NPR comes from Ozzy. It's a conversation with the author of the Robert Galbraith mystery novels. Welcome to the recording of Pop Culture Happy Hour. And because this is a live show, we want it to sound like a live show. Jessica
0: also works specifically with NPR journalists to help them find their voice for radio.
2: The primary reason for NPR needing a voice coach is because we are an audio product And most people don't have training in using their voices as storytellers. They have training in how to write, how to find sources, how to cultivate the sources, how to put together the story, how to ask the right questions, how to be in the right place at the right time. But they just don't get voice training.
0: And all of that hard work to write a story can fall flat if your voice can't engage the audience. If you don't sound excited, people will pick up on that. And if you sound too authoritative, people might not identify with you.
2: Most people say, you know, oh, we'll sound more conversational, but then the person doesn't know how to sound more conversational because you are reading, and it is hard to lift words up off a page. It is the trick in this business.
0: So how do you start?
2: Breathe. Uh, Gosh, breathing solves almost every problem. (laughs) Breathing solves nerves, breathing solves phrasing, breathing solves decisiveness, and breathing helps you to open your voice.
0: It's so easy to run out of breath without even realizing it's happening. Just learning to think about your breathing is huge.
2: I'm also often being asked to solve the problem of A voice being placed wrong, you know, she sounds too nasal, he's talking out of his throat, he has vocal fry, she sounds like she's whispering. And so I solve a lot of resonance problems, helping people to put their voices forward in their faces so that they're resonating and they're not speaking out of the backs of their throats, and that they feel like they're using their whole voices and sounding like a whole person that's present and not just sort of part of a voice.
0: We often think of our voice as a natural part of ourself. But like any muscle, we have to train it to unlock its full potential. If we don't think about it, we limit our ability to communicate. For instance, you can work to expand vocal range. That's the variation between
2: high notes
0: and low notes.
2: I think increasing vocal range is one of my favorite things to work on. A lot of people use only a few notes in their range. You know, we speak on maybe two or three or four notes because, you know, we're grownups and we're trying to sound like we're adults.
0: This sort of adult tone can get really monotonous.
2: I love to work with people on increasing the range of their voices and helping people to find that higher notes don't necessarily sound shrill and... Lower notes aren't the only thing that you can do to sound authoritative. And so really playing with vocal range and giving people a broader spectrum to choose from is not only fun, but I think it's really important.
0: Remember, training and vocal work is not about changing the voice, but expanding it.
2: People are scared they're going to be talking way up here like Minnie Mouse. (laughs) But that's not the result either, right? I mean, if you work on talking like Minnie Mouse and like the Wicked Witch of the West and like some dark lord villain character, and then you marry all three of those together, we get various places in the voice that blend and merge, and all three of those qualities together create the whole voice.
0: I actually took vocal lessons with Jessica for about three months, and they were totally different from what I expected. Instead of singing scales or trying to hit certain notes, she had me do all kinds of weird stuff, like lay totally flat on my back at NPR, making cat noises and weird grunts. I would also do things like singing twists, where I spin my whole body and just sing, just go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> things like lip trills, barrel shimmies. These are things where I'm shaking my whole body and just going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so let's see lazy tongue I just let my tongue just in my mouth and not use it it's really weird. toddler me 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 <laughs> I can't do it it's just so ridiculous anyway there's a ton of laughing and just ridiculousness but it's all to just stretch your entire comfort level to find out where your voice can go really anyway we tend to think of our voices as pretty fixed but they really aren't even without training they can change quite a bit over time If you go back and listen to the earliest episodes of your favorite podcasts, you'll probably be surprised at how different the host sounds. I'm not gonna play anyone else's show, but I can play mine. The first episode of 20,000 Hertz really wasn't that long ago. It was late 2016. And still, I can hear a huge difference in my voice. It is horribly cringy for me. Anyway, very reluctantly, here's me from the first episode of 20,000 Hertz. Apple launched Siri in 2011 with the iPhone 4S. As the first interactive automated personal assistant, Siri changed what people thought their phones could do. She changed what they thought technology could do. And she became an important part of the way that people interact with their phones. It's always weird to hear your own voice recorded, but hearing an old version is even weirder. I sound weird and unhappy, and it really sounds like I just got pulled out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and someone put a microphone in front of my face. It's weird that you have to work so hard just to sound natural. And this goes way beyond podcasting and voice acting. If you give a speech or just want to communicate with your boss, a lot of times the feelings in your head just doesn't really translate much to the voice. I think everyone could benefit in some way by just practicing their own voice.
2: I think that the voice is a really good expression of who we are. You know, the expression, the eyes are the window to the soul. I think it's true of the voice as well. Every voice is unique. Every person has his or her own unique sound. And no matter how much training you give it, it's still an expression of that person's inner self.
0: Jessica says when you train your voice, you gain a wider range of expression.
2: So people who work on expanding their vocal range, they have more options for expressing themselves or what they're trying to communicate, whether it's storytelling or a presentation in a boardroom or giving an inspirational speech, whatever it is, even if it's just, you know, your Thanksgiving toast around the family dinner table. Just having more options for color and tone and lyric and being able to express yourself more fully.
0: And being able to express yourself more fully and more accurately is a pretty cool skill to learn.
2: I think it's important for professional voice users to remember that the most important thing is to make a connection with your listener. The more free and open and the more possibilities for expression, the better we feel, the better we individually feel physically, emotionally, and mentally. And just know that everything that you have to offer is exactly enough and just to open that up and give yourself the range and the freedom to express what you have to say, because everyone has a different perspective, everyone has a different story, everyone has a different point of view, and everyone has a different voice, so we want to hear them.
0: 20,000 Hertz is produced out of the studios of DeFacto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound incredible. Find out more at defactosound.com. This episode was written and produced by Phil Corbett. And me, Dallas Taylor. With help from Sam Sneebly. It was sound edited by Soren Bejan.
1: It was mixed by Jai Berger.
0: The writer of this episode, Phil Corbett, is the host of Van Sounds, a podcast about movement. It's a unique blend of music journalism, travel writing, and experimental radio. You can find Van Sounds on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. A huge thanks to Harry Shearer and Jessica Hansen. You can find more of Harry's work at harryshearer.com and Jessica's work at jessicahansen.net. Thanks also to Stephen Indrasano for naming this episode. Finally, if you have a friend or a loved one that's an actor or someone who has a podcast or anyone who uses their voice professionally, even if it's in a meeting or just at work, be sure to take a moment to share this episode. We are 100% independent, so the only way people will know about us is if you tell them. So whether it's this episode or any of your other favorite episodes, be sure to tell your friends. And remember, this is a totally clean podcast. You can find us in any podcast player, and you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or by writing hi at 20k.org. Thanks for listening. One more time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. No, let's do this again. Thanks for listening. No, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.